Tanya for Tezvav Menachemov is the continuation of the fifth letter in Igeris HaKodesh. The Alter Rebbe in yesterday's shir differentiated between the Tzuras HaOisiyos versus the Chimer HaOisiyos. Simply put, the Tzura is the shape of the letters. Each one of the 22 letters have a different unique shape which represents a certain flow of energy. And then there is the actual body the fact that each letter is comprised of some substance. And as we use the analogy of a block of wood, the block of wood will be the choymer, and then the carving of the wood into specific things would have be giving it a tzura. But deeper yet, the difference between choymer and tzura is that choymer represents the physical element, versus tzura is the spiritual element. Just like the shaping of letters, it takes a mind, an intelligent mind, to create a certain shape out of letters or out of, let's say, the block of wood, which represents a certain spiritual entity. Likewise, the concept of tzura here as well represents this concept of the letters being shaped based on a certain energy that is more powerful than the substance of the letter and therefore gives it a certain unique shape which represents its flow of energy. The difference between the letter yud and the letter he is that he represents the choymer of letters, he being the asaklila, the breath. All letters stem from the breath because all sounds are from the breath that comes up from within a person through the person's vocal cords and out through the person's mouth. That breath is the he, and that's the sound of he. He is he, which without any uh, specific uniqueness to it is purely a sound of hevel, a sound of ear that emerges from within one's person, each person, and that hevel then breaks up, depending on the five different articulative powers, break up into different sounds that comprise the rest of the 21 letters of the Aleph base. And as al Rebbe has been explaining to us that the Yud represents the Olam Abo, represents the energy of the Tainug of experiencing the Nakuda Behechola, to experience Chochma, the way it is in its pristine state, and even though it needs the hay of Bina in order to create the Olam, a world doesn't exist without the hay because it creates the Oymik and the Rechev and, 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 and the expansiveness, but the purity of the hay, the Yud, the Yud remains pure in Olam Haba versus Olam Haza, it's the letter hay for itself, without having that spiritual energy, as will be explained in the continuation of the letter. Today, Shir al-Trebbe, though, is ask, asking the question that seemingly we're saying here that the hey represents the lower level hey, or the hey tatov, the letter yudke, shem Hashem of yudke vovke. But in the posuk that it's all based on, it's on the posuk ki beko, yudke, which refers to the hey ilo, the higher letter, letter hey. So where does Eilam stem from? Is it the lower letter, letter hey or the higher letter, letter hey? In, in answering this, the Altarev explains that the source of all Olamas, the source of creation and the source of revelation, all stems from the Yud. So everything really comes from Yud. Because Yud is the Chochmah that begins all states of consciousness, all states of godly revelation. It's only as that Yud needs to be broken down, it needs to be properly understood and brought into the realms of understanding of Bina, it then takes on a shape of hay, which is the hay which has the line that goes horizontal and the line that goes vertical, which represents Rechev and Hamshocha, as mentioned in Shai Yechet
The Eirech and the Reichev represents how Bina therefore could be mispashit and take off, take uh, take the deep concealed level of Seichel and of revelation and bring it into a Harchavas Adas, an expansiveness, an ability to understand Elikus. And furthermore, it brings it into the state of emotions where the person now not only understands Elikus but feels connected to Elikus. The concept of Bina Libo Ba'alev Maven. And through that, there emerges afterwards the final revelation that actually emerges to outside to the outside world, to the external, to the zulas, and that's from the actual breath that emerges and allows for the, exp- the exposure to the outside world. So as when a person thinks of an idea, the initial point, the initial the inception of the idea is the yud. From there, it develops into a much more c- complex, more broken down, more elaborated on idea, which is the hay. And then from there, it emerges into a uh, more emotional attachment, a more uh, passionate feeling, a more live experience through that understanding, which is then represented by the letter Vov. And then from there, you have the final hay, which then makes the brings it out in actuality to express this thought, this concept, to someone else. So this is the Yud Kei So really, all Eilumas stem from letter Yud. But it needs the letter Hei to break it down, to open it, to widen it, to broaden it. And then it needs to be brought into the emotional world, because without the emotional world, there wouldn't be any feeling or need to connect, communicate it to someone else. As we know psychologically, the only reason why we have any interactions with people is based off emotions. Whether we're emotionally driven or intellectually driven, the necessity or the interest to communicate is based off emotions. And then finally, the requirement to actually speak and communicate, the power of the such is the letter hey, the final power of speech and revelation is in the letter hey. So likewise, says Dr. Rebbe, when it comes to creation of the world, true, everything stems from the yud, but, and the higher letter, hey, the Bika, the Yudke, is where is the source of all creation, but on that level it's still concealed. It's not revealed yet. It's not fully, it's the beginning stages of the revelation, but it's not fully revealed until it comes into the lower letter, hey, after being traveling down through the Vov, into the Midas, into the lower letter, hey, then you could have this revelation, this expansiveness of revelation. So Eilam represents the expansiveness of Elakus. Its practical manifestation is through Heitato. And that's why the Alter says Heitato is exactly the same letter as Heilah. Meaning although Heilah represents a much higher level of expansiveness, an expansiveness that is still in a state of Helen, still not revealed, it's still a it's 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 hispashtus, but within the person. It's still hispashtus within the person himself. It hasn't yet been brought down or relatable to Azulas, to someone outside of Elikus itself, so to speak. And the Heitato, therefore, is in a way very different than Heilah, because it, it, it has a different function. It's dealing with Azulas already, versus Heilah is not dealing with Azulas as of yet. But they, they both have the same shape, the same tsura, because essentially they're both accomplishing the same point, which is this revelation, this process of spreading the knowledge either intellectually through the Heilah or physically, practically within the world through the different sides of the world. And this is the power of Dibor, of Bidvar, Hash, Bidvar 
Melech Shiltain, that the concept of speech is all rooted in the Hei Tata, which gives the power for there to be a flow and revelation. So therefore, really, essentially, everything does stay, stem from the Yud and the Hei law. But in order for it to actually bring about a state of expansiveness, that's only through the Hei Tata. And that's why it says that the Hei Nivra that the Hei, the Hei Tata, which represents this, the Chaymer, the substance of Elokos, of the letters that are already bitsumsum, already contracted, and therefore it's just purely the breath that's coming out, is all from the letter Hei. And that's why the letter Hei is the Hevel, which brings forth all the other letters. Although the letter Hei Tato is the source of creation of Elam Haza, the lower letter Hei of Shem and Chazal explain that Elam Haza is created through the Hei through the Pasuk Kibikah, which refers to Elam to Hei Law. I know this is because What's the source of revelation? What allows it to be that the Hevel, the Hei Tata, should bring broader? Where's the source of the Hevel, the, the revelation of the Hevel? That's all stemming from the Helam of the Yud, which comes into Heila. It's just in the higher worlds, as we'll see in tomorrow's Shir, in the higher worlds, it retains the Nukud of and Ilam Haba retains the Nukud of which is purely Yud. The Yud remains pristine even when it comes into Heila, versus in the lower worlds, especially Ilam Haza, it loses that revealed state of the Nukud of so what's the concept of It has the ability of expansiveness to its length and breadth, which represents Bina, which is she is Pashtus The concept of Bina is the spreading forth, expanding the state of Seichel Hanelam. in a revealed way, in a comprehensive way, with expansive understanding. And its eventual Hashpa is that it should travel into the emotions of the heart. As the Kunim says, that Bina is the heart, and through it, the heart understands. Meaning, even though Bina itself is an intellectual idea, nevertheless, the impact of Bina impacts the heart. Like when a person thinks of something and appreciates why something is good or someone is good, it awakens a love towards that thing or to that person, and that love is not just the emotional feeling, but in that emotional feeling is already the understanding of why, meaning already the intellectual reason of why this is good is already now translated into emotion. So although purely intellectually it's stemming all from the seichel, but now as it travels into the world of emotion, emotionally one could appreciate not just the love that he has for that thing or that person, but even the reason, so to speak, of that is already rooted in the emotions. When we shum and from the emotions is Yetzirah Hevel. The Hevel then comes out, which is the Mokr Gilei Kufa deeper, which that is the actual substance of the letters of, the, of speech. Hamaskalis Behemitzoyis Mehalamayud, which are all revealed through the five articulated powers that are all concealed within the Yud. In the Yud is already all of this potential. But till the Heitata, it's not revealed. The Heitata is what expands it, what brings it out, which makes it revealed. And that's why the Tmunas Heitata, Bixivasa, that the image, the shape of the Heitata, when you write it, is Gamkin, has the same as Pashas It has the same length and breadth, it has the same structure 
as the Hei law, which is Meiru, which represents Halaspashas Chinas Malchus Isbarech, which here on the Hei law was Bina, Heita Tots Malchus, refers to kingship, which is Malchus Kailalam Lamaila Lamata Ladal Sitchin throughout all existence. And Hamaspashta is Mishach Hasmaisis Dvar Hashem, which spread forth and come from the Dvar Hashem, Kamisha Kosapikahalas, but we are sure Dvar Melech Shilton, Kamisha Kosapikahalas. To get some understanding of the concept of letters in speech of godliness is no physical, corporal body, or even soul. So, already explained in the chapters in Shaykh 11 and 12, this idea in a long, short way.